0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shlomo HaMelech, the wisest of all men, in Shir Hashirim, the Song of Songs, records that in the fourth and final exile, in the fourth Golas, the Golas we're in today, the nations of the world attempt to persuade us that we should join them, we should assimilate into their culture. They say to us, Shuvi, Shuvi, return, return, Hashulamis, O rose, that is the Jewish people referred to as the rose among the thorns. Shuvi, Shuvi, return to us, the Nechezabach. The nechazabach means we will give you power, prestige, honor. You have a lot to gain by assimilating and becoming acculturated in our society. This is the seduction that the nations of the world make to the Jewish people. And the Jewish people flatly refuse. We say, What power can you give us? Can you match up with the magical rendezvous that we had with God at Sinai? Is there anything that you could do to replicate, to rival the love, the majesty, the grandeur of that incredible experience when we saw divine revelation at Sinai. There's nothing you nations of the world could do to match up with that magical experience at Harsinai, and therefore we flatly refuse your offer, we will not become part of you. We will remain God's chosen people because there's nothing that you could give us that will rival what we experienced at Sinai. The question is, that happened 3,300 years ago. We are not telling the nations of the world we don't want to abdicate the Torah that we love so much or the mitzvot that we observe. We're saying we don't want to give up on that magical experience of Sinai, but that happened so long ago. And yes, even though one may ask that our ancestors were there, but were we there? Okay, we know there's an idea that all the Jewish souls were at Sinai. But that experience happened so long ago. Is that such a meaningful experience for us today that we continuously, throughout the generations, use that experience to say to the nations of the world, there's nothing you can give us that matches up to that experience. And the only thing that I could think of to lend insight unto the response the Jewish people give to the nations of the world is that indeed, that experience is still seared onto our souls. It is still memorialized, eternalized on our neshama, that in fact, we still feel it, and it's like, It happens on a daily basis. You know, 1945, when the Americans dropped the atom bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the nuclear energy was so powerful that it created a phenomenon. It's called nuclear shadows. Where you could go in Japan today and see at a bank... If somebody was standing there at the time that the bomb was dropped, the brilliant, powerful light that was emitted by that bomb was so strong that it didn't just cast a shadow on the steps of the bank, it seared the image on the steps of the bank. There are railings on bridges where the, the light seared a shadow of the railing onto the floor of the bridge, there are people's shadows that are forever seared. Even though that bomb was dropped seventy-seven years ago, nevertheless, it continues that light, eternalized forever. The image of that shadow, and so it is in, an, in a great, greater form, with the happiness and the and joy of Maimon Harsinai. It was such a magical experience. It was such a momentous occasion. The great radiant light of the Divine Presence shone on our souls so powerfully that 3300 years later, we are still warmed by that great experience. When the nations of the world say, drop your observance, drop your religion, become part of us, we say no, the image, the searing happiness, majesty, glory grandeur of Harsinai we still feel it today and there's nothing you could do to rival that experience Maimed Sinai is forever seared onto the soul of the Jew and there's nothing anyone could give us to make us give up on that wondrous rendezvous wishing everyone a wonderful week